This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. IXL's all-inclusive online teaching and learning platform simplifies ed tech needs and accelerates achievement in 95 of the top 100 U.S. school districts. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and it helps you assess student performance through actionable real-time insights at every level of your school or district. This one solution performs work that typically requires dozens of different tools. Want to find out why so many leading districts trust IXL? Visit IXL.com forward slash B-E. That's IXL.com forward slash B-E. All right, welcome to another episode of Tell Me This. I am your host, Carrie Borkowski, and I am so excited that Dr. Kanita Williams is back for a second episode, and she'll be with us again soon to talk about bell hooks and teaching to transgress, which I'm really excited to get into. But today, I asked Kanita if she would come back on and dig in a little bit more to leadership. Um, And so first, I want to say welcome, Kanita. Thank you. Very excited to be here. Thrilled that you and honored that you will have me back, that you're having me back. I was excited for this conversation today. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I enjoyed our conversation. Gosh, it feels like forever ago, Kanita. It was only a couple of months ago, but it feels like eons ago. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just really appreciated um, all of that conversation, in particular parts where you were really digging in and talking about some specifics around how you're working with your team and sort of the things you do to to build the trust and the rapport. And I'll tell you just, you know, the long and short of it, and the audience has heard this, I've been looking at that, the interview data from all of these amazing female leaders and just really noticing that, and I think you'll appreciate this having just graduated from the doctoral program, is that it's one thing to read about and describe leadership theory and remember the the tenets, the pillars, the principles, whatever the the word is. And I have found as a as a sort of new leader myself that it's a whole nother thing <laughs> to be in the moment. Mm-hmm. And so what I wanted to do with you a little bit today, and, and I'll tell you, audience, this is a new topic for me. So so Kanita and I agreed we were just going to wing it and see see how we went with some some prep, of course, but we're not sure where it's going to go. What I wanted to do with you, Kanita, is kind of try to like unpack and almost like di- di- uh, dissect and investigate, like how, do, how do you make it happen? Right. Like what's going on? Like take us through sort of almost like if I were a fly on the wall or if I was able to be sort of that, I don't know that, I don't know what the metaphor is like, you know, the, I think of Jiminy Cricket sitting on the shoulder or something. Right. And like, what, what is going through your mind when you make decisions, when you're adapting in the moment? And yeah, so I just, I just wanted to try to make this as tangible and as real for people as we possibly could. So what do you think? Okay. I'm with it. Let's, yeah, let's, let's try it. it. Let's try <laughs> it. So, so what I wanted to start with, um, cause I love stories. I think they're so important. Tarana Burke reminds us that, 
you know, stories are powerful. They're a way of connection and building relationships. And what I'm always reminding my audience and my students is you've got to know people in the room, their stories, because everything is contextual. And so where I wanted to start with you, Kanita, is can you tell us a little bit about your leadership story? Yeah. So, yeah, this is a great question, Carrie, because I had to think, I'm like, what is my leadership story? Mm. Um, and I'm not sure it's one I, I really thought about before. You know, I feel like um, I've always been one of those people that kind of speaks up, the one that will volunteer when mm -hmm. others will not. So I feel like I've exhibited those, I don't know, leadership traits, quote mm -hmm. unquote, Mm -hmm. um, when we think of what the stereotype of what leadership is mm -hmm. and what we think it means to be a leader. But really thinking of my story, I was like, hmm, when did I come into really feeling like I am a leader? And I would say that it probably came really from a, a period of discomfort. Um, mm. And I said it was um, a point in my career where um I just did, it wasn't, it just wasn't a good space in terms of something that was happening right at the time. And so, you know, you know, me, you know, us, the type of people that we are, <laughs> yep. like we like to exceed, we don't like to do things wrong. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm being in a place where I feel like I'm being said that I'm doing something wrong, I'm just like, what is this? I need to fix this. And, and are you sure? Because I don't do wrong things. That's, that's what happened. So mm -hmm. there was a period in my time where I um, actually, um, was doing outstanding work working for an organization that supports philanthropy mm -hmm. and was really doing the, the good work of where I needed to be in terms of my roles and responsibilities. But by the end of that year, I was on a performance improvement plan. And that just does what? not happen to Kanita, right? <laughs> I didn't think that would be part yeah. of your story. No, <laughs> no. And so I went to the president because she's the one that actually put me on it. And mm. I was like, help me to understand what's going on because um, there was a, a, a situation with a manager that wasn't very good. And she was just doing a lot of not good things to me as an employee. Um, mm -hmm. And so I would go to the, to the president and like, okay, help me resolve this. Or what is this about? And she said, I needed to put you on this plan because I needed you to see that you have some agency in this. I needed you to see that you don't need to wait for me to fix this or that you didn't need to wait for her to change her ability. She was like, you are actually an active part in this person. And this is how I need you to stand up and, and elevate and rise to this occasion. And she was really pushing me to be a leader. She was like, you can make some decisions. You can change behaviors. Uh, you can model some things about how you want her to treat you. Mm. Um, you like there's just things around your leadership that you can <clears throat> that you can do. And I was just so just sitting there passive, waiting for it to happen. And she was like, "Nope, I needed I need to um, elevate your professional maturity. I need to do all of these things." And so I felt like that was the time where I was just like, "Okay." she challenged me to be a leader in a way that no one has ever challenged me to be. Mm -hmm. um, and it just was not my definition. I did not have 
the formal authority. I didn't have the title. I didn't have all of those things that I thought meant leadership in that organization. And she's like, nope, that doesn't matter. If you want this to be a better situation, then you need to make it a better situation. Wow. Now, I don't think I needed a PIP for it to get there. <laughs> but it actually worked out really well. I got a promotion, all, all of those things. And she was like, I never thought that you actually needed this, but mm-hmm. I needed to really open your eyes to how you needed to step up in this situation. And she was kind of my first mentorship around leadership and what it takes to be a leader and to change things and influence things in your organization. Mm. Wow. That, I feel like, first of all, I am amazed that you were able to go in there and say, can you tell me more about this? Cause I would have been enraged. I think I was enraged. <laughs> <laughs> you're being so nice about it. Looking back. So it is, it is interesting given that we're going to be talking about what leadership is, what it looks like. I wonder, not knowing this woman at all, she took a huge risk putting you on a performance plan. And it makes me think it was a huge risk. And she trusted you so much that she thought this is what would happen. Not that you would sort of like walk away angry and and it would, right. That it wouldn't back. I mean, that's really, I don't know. Can you speak to that a little bit? Did you, did you looking back, do you think that or Looking back, um, it was a lot of trust and it was a lot of, it was a lot of risk, but you know, leaders yeah. are not as, you know, we're a little more risk averse. <laughs> yes. um, yeah. I mean, not as risk averse as we, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, we should be sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in hindsight, I noticed that she was doing a lot of things um, that, um that she was seeding and sowing leadership into me and, mm. and, and, and really was personally invested in my mm-hmm. leadership. And I think because, um, because she's a great leader mm-hmm. and that she, um, you know, makes you feel like she has that, um, <laughs> what's the transformational leadership. I think it's individualized consideration, mm-hmm. um, and that you really feel like she cares about you as a person and your development. Mm-hmm. Like I, um, didn't take it as like an affront. It, it was very much like, okay, this is her trying to develop me as a person mm-hmm. um, and as my career. And I, and I saw at the same time, she would do other things because she was smart, very shrewd about it in that, mm-hmm. yes, I'm on this plan, but I'm going to make sure that you have opportunities to attend things that I I could, but I want to elevate your leadership to do this. I want to give you opportunities to um, lead an in-service at our staff meeting. And mm-hmm. so she was very much developing these other things at the same time to let me know, I think, in her way that, okay, I don't see you leaving this organization. And that's not the goal of this, is that mm-hmm. I'm, I needed you to come out stronger at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think she was very smart and intentional around the things that she did around the plan on top of it. But it was a lot of trust because yeah. I could have been like, yeah, no, I don't need this. So I'm going to yeah. go. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. And if you, and this leads into my next question, which is around both your definition that we spoke about in the fall and also sort of your favorite leadership theory, the thing that it's, is interesting to me is that, you know, in our understanding of leadership theory, what she did, that punitive sort of mm-hmm. approach, if you were looking at leadership theory, very black and white, you'd be like, no, that's not good practice, right? Like you don't, you don't right. lead by fear, by punishment. Right. And yet it was what we had to do. Speaking of context is it feels like there was a much larger context at play and it was just a small, small piece 
of a larger idea she had around leadership. So I think it's that's such a nice example of where mm, there are times where things we don't always think are appropriate actually are appropriate. So, so I'm curious if you could remind our listeners um, or maybe just in this given time, both your definition of leadership or how you think about leadership. And if you have a favorite leadership theory, we'd love to hear what that is. Yeah. So I, um, I, you know, I was saying that for a long time, um, I don't think I knew what leadership was, Mm. you know, I think it was vast. One of our theorists has said it's one of the most, um, researched or studied, but least understood like Mm -hmm. phenomena that we have. And I was there. Um, and I think I always thought of, um, leadership as being your boss or your manager and Mm -hmm. that, I'd kind of tell you what to do and you do it. And mm-hmm. I have the answers in the organization and that's not leadership at all. Um, mm-hmm. And I think um, what I've grown to understand and think of leadership is that leadership is a, is a process about social influence. Like you're working to maximize the efforts of others mm-hmm. toward an achievement of a goal, be it individual or collective. Um, mm-hmm. It's not about authority. It's not about power. It's not about extrinsic motivation necessarily. It's about mm-hmm. that intrinsic motivation and and really harnessing the good um, and the talents and others and, and moving to that goal. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's how I approach leadership. And I think good leaders, quote unquote, um, it, it becomes a, a, a mix, a mix and match of different leadership styles. If you, mm. you know, you have to adapt based on what, what is needed. You know, I think there are times in a place where a transactional leadership style mm-hmm. is needed because compliance is a good thing and you just need to get things done. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, that's not what you should be all the time. And so I think if I did have to really subscribe to one, it's funny because I, as I read leadership, I'm like, oh, I'm definitely a transformational leader. <laughs> I'm all about intellectual stimulation. I'm mm-hmm. about creativity. I'm about idealized influence. Like I'm going to show you, I'm going to be a role model. I'm going to mm-hmm. tell you that your work is, you know, toward the the greater picture, the greater good, really individualized consideration. Mm-hmm. Um And that, you know, showing your personal interest, like you're not just here as like a widget or a number, like you're actually a person. And I see, I always tell every, all my direct reports that I see me as manager, manager and mentor. And Mm. the mentorship is more important than the managing to me. Like, are you a better Mm. person after having been led by me? Um, Mm -hmm. And that's what good leaders do. Um, But then I also think what really matters to me when I try to show up and I try to be um, transparent. I try Mm. to be ethical. I try to be, um, approachable, like these things that are very much authentic leadership, Mm -hmm. like those personal leadership traits. And so I would say that I'm probably an amalgamation of like a transformational slash authentic leader. If Mm -hmm. I had to say, I subscribe to something. Yeah. I like that. I always loved when I was a student in the program, I always loved the conversations around, Um, blended and contingency theories, right? Because it sort of was the catch-all that you show up and read the situation and then you apply what what you need to do in that moment, which I really liked. So what do you think we get wrong about leadership? um, So I think we can get a lot of things wrong if we don't understand that leadership is not uh, synonymous with boss. 
Mm. Um, I think what I was doing exactly is that, you know, I come and I tell you what to do. I think, um, so really being in that kind of sticks and carrots, you do what I say, or mm-hmm. there's punishment, or you do what I say, and there's rewards, and you not are not speaking to who we are as people, as a leader. Mm-hmm. Um, I think um, we are not always listening leaders. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's critical. Um, I think sometimes we come in and we feel like as the leader, I have to have the answer. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, you know, good leaders know you don't have an, the answer. You actually build a team full of good people that, mm-hmm. <laughs> that have yeah. answers and you don't. Um, I think we don't always show the appreciation we should um, as leaders. Like I, that is something that I'm very intentional about. Like I literally just finished running a staff meeting and mm-hmm. I gave some updates and I'm just like, shout out to so-and-so mm-hmm. because this went well. And, mm-hmm. um, and then, you know, very much like it's my work and you're supporting my work. But if I give my update and then I turn around and say, hey, did I forget anything else? Anything else you want to elevate? Mm-hmm. Like that shows that I value you as part of my team. And it's not just about me, like we're doing this together. Um, so I think we don't do that enough. Um, yeah. Those are things that I think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah. I mean, you, you started off talking about your leadership story, this sort of, it sounds like you just had a a knack or a proclivity or an interest in speaking up and being a good role model and sort of you, I have, have noticed, you know, you have that personality, just that go-getter kind of personality. So, um, and I also hear a lot of growth through your different jobs and positions. And so can you speak a little bit to, um, it doesn't have to necessarily be a specific moment unless you want it, but like, can you talk a little bit about those sort of growth edges, like where you noticed, um, I need, I, you know, you talk about being really intentional. So like, what were some of the aha points for you that said, Ooh, I used to do it this way, but this requires another way. Like, can you, can you speak to like, what, what does that process look like for you? Did you use a coach? Were you journaling? Were you like, what things were you doing to get you to where you are today? So one of the things that I have probably learned or under come to understand the most about leadership now is that um, it's something that can be developed. Like Mm -hmm. you can actually um, hone and build competencies around leadership. And I don't think many of us know that. Like we just (laughs) assume, oh, if you're charismatic, if you're brave, Mm. (laughs) if you're these things that we see in leaders, probably mostly politicians, but um, (laughs) then you know, then you're a leader. And that's not the case at all. Like mm-hmm. there are actual trainable competencies mm-hmm. um, that you can learn. And so I feel like um, there was um, one, that story that I shared was yeah. kind of a, a pivotal moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my time in the program, mm-hmm. taking Leo and, and really um, understanding kind of the theory behind leadership mm-hmm. was a very aha moment. And you're mm-hmm. just like, yeah, actually, I should probably read more about this because yeah. you can learn a lot by reading about leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and I think coming in in um, my role in my organization about mm-hmm. five years ago, I was coming in to build professional learning programs, mm-hmm. but it wasn't under a professional learning. It was around leadership development. So really mm-hmm. having to think about, okay, if I'm telling people that I'm making them better leaders, I should probably know what it means to (laughs) be a better leader. Mm -hmm. Um, And so these things that really forced me to actually 
learn. Um, and I think that's where we also miss sometimes is that mm -hmm. we don't get the praxis of it. Yeah, you come in with the practice, but what is what is the research? What what is the day? What mm -hmm. marry and couple those things mm -hmm. around it because you just need to. Um, and so I think those kind of a forced kind of leadership moment, um, a pro like an actual studying leadership program. Mm -hmm. And then kind of like a work period where you're like, okay, you actually need to be good at this. So you, should. <laughs> so you should probably learn a little bit more about it where these things that kind of, I think, put me on a trajectory of being really um, dedicated and intentional around developing my leadership. Yeah. Um, I love that. You're right that it takes sort of the the practical aspect, the, the sort of training yourself and getting knowledge on what's what people say about leadership. I'm wondering when you were doing you're doing your leadership development and you talked a lot about mentoring, like what does it look like for, you know, Dr. Williams to be mentoring a new leader? Like what things are you working on with a person when you're talking about leadership development? That's a great question. Um so there are a number of things um one, I kind of, I kind of asked, I, so usually if you're a mentor, you probably have been approached. Um, mm. And so I'm just like, okay, well, why, why did you approach me? What is it that mm. you think I'm doing well? <laughs> um, and I can tell you if I really am, if I'm just yeah. taking it, right? <laughs> and, <Yeah>. and then, <laughs> right. <laughs> and then like, and really ask them kind of like, um, I, I always ask this question, um, like, if you were to kind of create your dream job or 10 years, mm -hmm. uh, what is it that you will have designed? And then we can talk about how to get you there. Mm. And part of that is that kind of, um, you know, double helix approach of like, okay, what is, what are the hard kind of skills, competencies that you need to know? Mm -hmm. um, and then there is you as a person, what are those dispositions? Mm -hmm. What is that knowledge? What, and that is more of kind of the leadership. And so really, um, asking them and being, again, a listening soundboard and, and saying, here's what I hear you saying to me. And, and mm -hmm. this is where I think we should go. Does that resonate with you? Mm -hmm. um, it is being um, demanding. I'm, I'm a very, I'm a very demanding boss, yeah. but I'm also a very, but I also try to, you know, whatever I ask, I try to live how mm -hmm. I lead. Um, and it's being honest and, and pushing back and saying, yeah, no, I don't think that was kind of your best situation. And I can, mm. and I know this because I've had a not good situation and really mm -hmm. being um, vulnerable and open mm -hmm. and approachable and, and, um, <laughs> and those type of things. And so very much um, letting it, letting them kind of lead the process, but mm -hmm. being kind of that reflection and saying, here's where I think we want to go based on what you're saying to me. Mm -hmm. um, but that it's it, so I don't really have like a, a yeah. art or a science to it. I'm just mm -hmm. kind of like, okay, well, this is what how I think I could be helpful to you. But yeah, let me it feels. I mean, it, be it feels like it's a combination, though, right? There's some science to it, and then there's that creative side to almost personalize the development for each individual, which I appreciate. And I would imagine you say you're demanding. I would say you're probably demanding and kind, though, too, right? That you, to you you can you can. I am convinced as a teacher that rigor and kindness can live together, that those two things Absolutely. can happen. Um, and, and on that note, I'm curious, as you enter this kind of a relationship with a, you know, a new or emerging leader, do you sort of set um, 
I don't know if it's ground rules or like in coaching, we call it designing relationships. So like expectations that, you know, if you sign on to work with me, I'm going to be hard. Like that kind of like, do they know going in what they're going to get from you in terms of that feedback and sometimes being demanding? They do. And I think they actually come to me because they expect that. Mm. Um, I, I think that's part of it. And it's just like, you know, like I, I'm well, one, they know I come to everything with a lot of humility. Like I'm just very grateful for mm-hmm. the opportunities that I've, I've gotten. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, it's a lot of favor from my higher being. <clears throat> um, so I, I come to it with a lot of gratitude. So I'm not coming um, to it with any, any cockiness, any mm-hmm. of this, just like, okay, I've been there and I want to, and my theory is lift as you climb. That's mm. always my, um, my kind of ma- mantra. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think they know that, but they know too, like, I'm a busy person. So we're going to do this. We're going to do this yeah. <laughs> because my time matters. Your time matters. Yeah. Um. So I think they come in knowing that like, and we do have some kind of ground rules. It's mm-hmm. like, I need you to be accountable. Mm-hmm. Um, I need you to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I need you to be, um, respectful of time. Like that's very critical. Like we're just busy people. Yeah, um, absolutely. and you know, I need you to actually be working toward these things that we're, we're laying out. Like if you want to do this and I'm helping you to do this, like you actually need to be doing <laughs> actions. When we do. Yeah. And so very simple, but like honest, accountable, mm-hmm. um, actually taking action, um, yeah. is, is key to me. Yeah, I, I I would you say very simple, and I would just say let's not discount the simple the importance of simplicity, right? It's clear, simple, and there's this is what you have to do. So I love that um, lift as you climb. That's such a nice mantra. It doesn't mean that the mountain's not going to be wicked steep for the person who you're lifting, right? That it's going to be hard work, but you're bringing them along. That's a really cool metaphor. So I'm going to ask you, and you can, uh, in coaching, we talk about yes, no, or counter offer. So you can either answer it, (laughs) say you're not going to answer it, or you can say, I'll answer it this way. I'm just curious as a, as a a leader, a humble leader, and I feel like a leader who's always learning, give us some insight. Like what's, I'm going to call it a blind spot, but it doesn't have to be a hard blind spot. Like what are you sort of working on right now as in your own leadership? Like what's, what's sort of on your mind these days, if you, if you feel like sharing. And I'm, and I'm okay with sharing that okay, um, okay. because I think good leaders are transparent. I yeah. think so. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think um, one of the things, so with blind spots, you don't always know what you don't know because you're blind right. spot. Yep. And so I think about things that I'm like, okay, I want to develop these things further. I want to be better at them. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things I'm like, I don't want to overvalue how things were done in the past. Like I'm a very, mm-hmm. I like history. I like new tradition. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, but you need to be open to mm-hmm. new things. And I could see me getting in that kind of habit. Like, well, we did it this way. Um, but that's, you know, so I think leaders can do that. Um, I think. Um, so when you say, can I just clarify? So you say you have a tendency to put more value on sort of the way we used to do things versus being open. Is that what you're saying? Well, not necessarily being open, but I don't always go to for uh, like, mm. so if a new idea, if someone presents a new idea, like your first action was like, well, is that how we used to do it? <laughs> like, it. Like, yeah. And so like there, because you don't want to um, 
um, like extinguish somebody's mm-hmm. innovation. You don't yeah. want them to seem like you're not honoring the ideas that they're bringing. And so yeah. I'm just like, yeah, yeah, no. Like, I think we definitely need to marry and honor the past with what mm-hmm. we've done, Absolutely. but you don't have to over rely on it or overvalue Got it. it. And so that shouldn't be your first kind of like, mm, is that how we used to do it? <laughs> um, and so I really am very intentional about working on that. Mm. Um, so what do you do to work? So what do you do to work on it? Like if someone says something like that, like, and you know, your initial reaction is the question about how we do it. Like, what are you doing to either help yourself pause, listen, stop? Like, what does that look like in practice? So one, I always tell myself, um, you don't have to answer to everything. Like sometimes mm. it's okay as long as quiet too. <laughs> like you just don't have to say something all the time. Yeah. Um, and sometimes, sometimes it's very much like just listen, don't react, listen. Mm-hmm. Um, other times it is me um, understanding a little more why a suggestion because. Mm-hmm oftentimes they will have considered things that we've Mm -hmm. done and it may not be obvious in the first suggestion, but like, if you're actually just listening and and kind of um, unpacking a little bit, it comes Mm -hmm. out. Um, And so I try to ask some questions. I try to probe. um, And then I also just have to be okay, which is something that I struggle with at times or I struggle with because I actually am doing a lot better with it. Like, it doesn't have to be done my way. There are, there are many ways to get to an answer and you have to be okay, especially if you're giving someone else the task to do it. Like mm-hmm. if, if I asked you to do it, then I need to trust that you can do it. Um, yeah. And, um, you know, of course, help with course corrections as needed, but mm-hmm. like also understand it doesn't, it's not always going to be done my way. Um, yeah, that's a hard, that's a hard one. That's, yep. a, I, that's a hard one. I find that it's hard and when I do let go, it feels so good. I'm like, yes. oh, I don't have to like worry about that because someone else is doing it. But that that's definitely a hard one for sure. It is. Yeah. Um, and then I think the other, not necessarily blind spot, but something that I want to continue with mm-hmm. um, is being okay with being vulnerable as a leader. Mm. Like, I don't like not having the answers. I don't like not being able to fix things. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said earlier, like good leaders know that they don't have the, all the answers and that yeah. they have good people, you mm-hmm. know, uh, so they don't have to have all the answers. Yeah. Um, but I, I just am not comfortable in that place when I just don't have, I'm like, I should have an answer. That's what Mm. I do. I come in and I fix things. Um, And so really working on that and just like, okay, well, you know, it's fine to, and, and say, I don't have the answer instead of kind of racking my brain, trying to come up with something. Yeah. And I wonder what the impact is on your team when you have a willingness to say, I don't have the answer. Well, they love it. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure. Right. It's just like collective sigh or shoulders relax. If, if the leader admits she doesn't have an answer, that's pretty, that's empowering in an indirect way. Right. It is. is It is. And they're like, okay, so we can come up together, come up with this. Um, it's funny. We, I have a new employee coming in and part of what I did in the interview process, I was like, okay, I'm going to let you talk to another um, direct report for me. And and because you probably undoubtedly will have answers that you want in the question, you want real answers to yeah, that yeah. you don't want to answer, <laughs> ask me. So yeah. I'm like, I'm going to give you that space. Yeah. And one of my doctor, um, um, someone that I manage, she's like, well, how are you with um, edits? Because Kenita's always going to have edits. <laughs> and I thought that was funny. And I was like, and I was like, is that a good thing or a bad thing? And I realized that, okay, 
it's it's a uh, it's a good thing because they look to me to have answers but it's also very much like okay I have edits but I have also allowed you to take the first step that's right and, that's and, right and so I was like okay that's a good leadership moment but I just thought it was uh, funny I was like is that a good thing I was like mm. that is a good thing they, they look <laughs> to me to have some edits but they also know that I'm trusting you to you know take the first step of this <laughs> absolutely no I love that that's great so so I have one other question for you and I just I really have appreciated this conversation I feel like you have you know highlighted for us Kanita you know that leadership development and our growth I think starts with ourselves, right? Like you've talked a lot about how you're paying attention to what you're doing, the impact you have on others, the intentionality with which you do things. At the same time, I also really appreciate, and um, when I spoke to Aiko Bathia early last fall, she reminded me that it's great to do the work on your own, but all of this work is relational. That in your leadership story across this entire 30 minutes or so, there was a connection to another person, whether it was a former leader, whether it was an employee, a mentee. So I think it's really interesting to think about the that dance of the inside work and the, the connections to other people. So I love that. Um, what I want to conclude with is if you had to offer, I think I said, if you were creating a playlist of takeaways Mm-hmm. like a music playlist of takeaways, what would be your top three for people? And if yeah. you can't come up with three, that's okay. Maybe just a couple. No pressure. So just as an aside, so yeah. I actually know Iko. We did a fellowship together. Leadership oh, you did? Yeah. Oh uh, my gosh. Can I, I yeah. could just, I I, she is such an amazing woman. I learned in the 45 minutes that I spent with her, I feel like I learned she, she literally shifted how I think about and the way I talk about certain things. That's how powerful it was for sure. And I don't know if you know this, um, cause I don't know if you attended, but I did a presentation, um, several weeks ago at um, my place of work and I, you also had an impact on me because something you said during the podcast, I included in my presentation and, and, and cited you. So, um, so you two are having an impact. <laughs> That's great to know. And I actually did hear that and I need to actually see the recording. Oh, okay. Um, and I'll <laughs> yeah. tell you why after this. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> um, um, so the playlist, um, just kind of nuggets that I've had, yeah. I, think I will say, um, you don't need formal authority or a title to be a leader. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think okay. that's really critical. I think you can lead at every point and stage in your life within the organization. Um, it just you just don't need it. Like, mm-hmm. um, so I think that's key. I think um, leadership can be developed, but as I said earlier, yep. I, think oh, I love that too. Know, be intentional um, about developing your competencies, you, you know, your attitudes, your mindsets, like you can change how the type of leader that you are. Mm. And I think we just, it's not a, um, a static, just innate, you're born with a thing that you yeah. really can train yourself to be a better leader. So do that. Um, and don't underestimate the importance of being an emotionally intelligent person. Mm. As a like you got, you just have to work. On that oh gosh, stuff. that's three. So, so good. Yeah. <laughs> All three of those are so good. And we could, we could probably do a whole nother 45 minutes on sort of the emotional aspects of leadership. So maybe we'll, we'll circle back to that one day. So, so Kanita, Dr. Williams, I just want to thank you for your time and your wisdom. 
and your vulnerability for sharing some of what's, you know, going on with your progress um, as a leader. And as always, it was an absolute pleasure. It was my pleasure. Thank you for, you know, allowing me to share. Um, always learn to, um, especially you just have this talent to say, this is what I heard. And I was like, <laughs> yes, yes, that's exactly what I was trying to say. Yay. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So yes. And that's, I've been practicing my listening for sure. So, so thank you so much. And dear listeners, thank you for listening. This has been another episode of tell me this, and I am your host, Carrie Borkowski and be well. So sincere under the glaciers of your last year. Do you want to simplify your school's technology, save teachers time, and improve students' performance on state assessments? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com forward slash BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all of these goals. That's IXL.com forward slash BE.